0: One, two, three, four. Just another day at my dead end profession. I've lived day to day. And listened to some good old country wrecks on the radio. And yeah, what else can I say? Welcome back to the program. I'm Ryan Shores. With me, as always, on the soundboard is Robert Timothy. Feel right. that, Dave. Feeling my shit. <laughs> and my co-host,
1: Dave Callens. Fuck that guy. I want him out of here. <laughs>
0: with me on the show very excited to have him on this guy's friend for a long time he is in arguably one of the biggest and most successful tribute bands of all time from Damage Inc. Mr. Tone to Court, everybody. Wow,
2: Woo! thank you, guys. Well, okay, okay. Dollar Bill, can, dollar, can bill I, dollar Bill, Dollar okay, Bill. He's making
0: off. it rain. Can I call you fake Lars? <laughs> I called myself fake Doyle for years. It's okay. I,
2: I can be fake Lars, fake whatever. I don't care.
0: Now, right off the top, man. So you're in Damage Inc., the Metallica tribute band. You are the only band, tribute band I've ever heard of that has an actual contract with the actual band you, you have a contract yes, with Metallica
2: we do have a contract with Creeping Death Music okay so that's their publishing company all right so um, what does that contract entail uh, blood firstborn <laughs> child um no
1: so they went easy on you okay
2: oh, oh totally um so basically what we did is we wanted to make a studio album of kind of the songs that they made back in the day okay we didn't want to do the bootleg version where you kind of make it on your own, you sell it, and kind of wink, wink, try and say it other. Right. We wanted to do it the
1: proper way. So well, I feel um, like they're notorious with their cease and desist. Very type stuff. litigious. So you, would, you would almost have
2: to second
0: only to Danzig.
2: Yeah. It, the scary thing is they're really cool. Um. Yeah. So we actually we we made the CD. We sent them a, we sent them a copy. Said this is what we want to do, and they said okay. Here's the contract. You need to pay so much per song. Here you go. Pay us every three months. Basically, we call it the cheese on their hamburger
0: fund. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Because, I mean, we've sold over 10,000 copies, but we're on iTunes, Amazon, Google, yeah. and that kind of stuff. Everybody was fine. Signed it. Cool. No problem. Well, then iTunes, we wanted to put it on there. And because it says "Damaging Inc., a tribute to Metallica, mm-hmm. iTunes said, go fuck yourself.
0: Oh, really? They had the problem with it. They not- were Metallica. like, no.
2: So now, Metallica, why? What was the problem? Because Metallica is a copyrighted and trademarked logo and name. So they thought we were in violation. So what ended up happening was Metallica, we got a hold of, of Cre- so Creeping did, Death. So is it that
1: iTunes just didn't know you had this okayed from them? had no
2: idea. Okay. Yeah. We went to our, our you know, Creeping Death, and they actually sent a letter to iTunes and said, no, we've given them permission, mm. and we're good to go. Okay. And, and, and it's been great ever since. We're working on our second and third album now. And the whole idea is to take old songs like Kill 'Em All and Ride the Line with today's production. Okay. And maybe a little bit of a live arrangement that we do live. That's what I was gonna
1: ask. Is like, are you just doing like a straight up cover? Or are you doing some kind of some
2: of them are the same. Kind of like nothing else matters would be kind of the same. Mm-hmm. But then we do songs like Blackened or Damage Inc or Dyer's Eve or something like that, and we'll do a live version or our version where there starts and stops and kind of that kind of thing.
1: Okay. Okay. All right, cool. All now, right. now, Ryan, um, I don't know about you, but I felt a little twinge when he said old songs like Kill 'Em All, and I'm just like. I grew up on that. Come
0: on. (laughs) Well, I mean, I
1: mean, you're you're 59 years old. Yeah, that's true. I mean,
3: so uh, I'm I'm 46. (laughs) So Ryan said fake Lars. That means you're the drummer. I I am the drummer. Yes. What would be funny? And I know you said they're cool. So so disregard this to some extent. But wouldn't it be funny if he sent a cease and desist to Lars Ulrich? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I'm the Lars Ulrich impersonator. You need to stop
0: with what you're doing. Fucking home. (laughs) Uh, Um. What. Um. Uh. Fucking.
1: What the fuck is this? Huh? So, um, how committed are you to covering the band? Are you guys like dating supermodels? Is that. Oh, I fucking wish.
2: (laughs) Uh, No, no. Um, Well, our lead singer looks pretty much just like James does, which Mm -hmm. he does, which is a benefit. Right. Um, But we try and play the music as authentic, note for note, as possible because a lot of the musicians, Metallica fans, are diehards. They Mm. are freaking ridiculously, they will cross their arms and watch. Oh, yeah. So we just did a show in Vegas. We did it almost three hours straight, and we did the entire Kill em All album. Okay. Um, which was awesome. We, we know 70 songs, the first four albums in their entirety, um, along with tons of others, including some Danzig and, and and right. like Merciful Fate and yeah. the cover tunes. Um, but we really try and do it the way that they hear it on the album, or they hear it live back in the day. We don't try and do the new Metallica version, which is just kind of like get through the songs.
0: And you know. know what's really cool about seeing Damage Inc. live is, is uh, as a lifelong Metallica fan, like, I could pay $150 and be in the nosebleeds with binoculars, but know. when I go see these guys, I pay $10 and I'm right in the pit. It's ah. fucking awesome. <laughs>
2: well, wait, you're going to give me $10 for that? <laughs> <year. laughs> I don't have to put you on the guest list anymore. Cool.
0: Oh, well, uh, I, I, I didn't want to I didn't let everyone know that I'm on the list because I'm better than everyone. Um, so, uh, one thing, that um, I was in a true band for about three years, and there was a lot of aspects that I just never would have thought about number one, yes, people that think they're the guy that they're in the actual band they're portraying. Uh, you must run into those guys all the time, y-
2: yes, they're all in Motley Crue bands, Guns N' Roses bands.
1: <laughs> That's yeah. honestly not surprising at all that yeah. those are the bands, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: it, it, it's and and. We always no say, the Guns
1: N' Roses singer. Did he gain weight just to kind of keep up? <laughs> no, but I so mean, let's
3: take like a theoretical version of this band. We'll just call it like Metal Cougar, right? And w- explain to us how these uh, band members in Metal Cougar might act.
2: I mean, first off, they show up late. <laughs> they want to have their own dressing room. Um, they don't want to talk to anybody. Uh, they don't want to say anything. They want to have the complete stage. They want to have a three-hour sound check. I mean they wanna have like a meet and party tray. I mean everything (laughs) I would wanna just
1: poke my head into the green and be like, You're a grown man pretending (laughs) to be someone else and close the door.
2: I mean, we, we, we flat out say when one of us turns into what we call princess mode, huh. um, yeah. you know, when one of us either is hangry or just upset or whatever, we always say, you're not in fucking Metallica. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're,
2: yeah, yeah. Just remember, you're a band playing another band's music. Now, we're not a cover band because we don't play all these different bands, but we're right. a tribute. We, pr- we tribute one band. And there's a lot of misconception with that as well. But it, it's, it's comical because we literally will kind of sit there and bite our tongue when we see the what we call the ego train come walking on stage and we're like, oh, here we go. Here's one of these things. <laughs> Another hilarious. big thing is, is when we travel, you get these these bands that will play before us and they're a big fish in a small pond, say in Atlanta. Okay. Right? But you know, we come in and all of a sudden we're the headliner. We get the sound check. We get to leave our gear on stage and they've got to work around us. And now, all of a sudden, they're being told they're not the top dog. Right. Yeah, that's what happens when you go on
0: tour as a comic, too, is you go, if you go play a club in a different city or a different state, is all the, all the comics there are local comics. They all came up together. They all know who's who. And then you walk in and get to feature a headline. They're like, who the fuck are you? How dare you? Yeah, and you
2: get these attitudes. And then when they see you play and they go, oh, these aren't just some Joe Schmoes. We go out there and we do what we do. Now, all of a sudden, they want to be our best freaking friends. <laughs> and now, hey, man, when you come back in town, let us know. We'd love to play with you again. It's like,
0: I'm sure you would. <laughs> I mean, we,
2: we had a drummer guy in one of the shows who was a complete dick, ruined the, the backline kit that I had set up. We had to spend extra time setting it back up again. And then he wants to come and start offering us opened beers. Mm-hmm. Now, thankfully, we had one of our guys or one of our roadies and techs. There was like something's kind of off with this because all the beers normally show up with tops on them. Right, right. right. These are opened.
1: Yeah, especially a guy who's kind of been a dick already.
2: Yeah, and oh, we we're like, no, no, we're not going to do that. So we. Put Can I just watch decide. you take one sip, please? <laughs> and that was our thing. Was like, hey, dude, well, you know? Let's cheers. We gave one back to him, and he refused to drink. Oh,
0: well. and we were like,
2: uh, no, we're not drinking those. What? Sorry. So, what, uh, did you ever find out what was in them? We think they were something was put in them. we're not sure but we never drank them oh shit it's, it's, it's so it's funny. stupid petty bullshit like that it's like w- we try and come in to be friends yeah. we're yeah. celebrating music whether you're a rage band or a slayer band we even don't just stay in the hotel room before the show we come and watch you guys we'll be right in the front cheering you guys on yeah because we're musicians
1: because yep. we're also cover fans <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. but we want to enjoy the music we want to celebrate people that are putting their work into the into the art yeah
0: there was a video that I saw that uh, that went, that went uh, kind of viral uh, you're playing an outdoor festival or something, and the rafters just come down on top of you Oh Jesus. When I say the rafters, I mean it was looked like a few hundred pound steel beam just crashed down over your drums. Yeah. What happened there? So
2: we were playing an outdoor concert for a radio station and they what what the staging company did is they lifted a banner um with a lighting truss, a triangle truss, thirty feet wide, twenty feet up in the air, with just forks. Yeah. They tied the the bottom of the banner to the stage, but Mm -hmm. didn't tie the top of the banner at (laughs) all. Oh, shit. And as the wind blew, it basically blew on top of my head and yeah. split me wide open and also bruised my entire back. Did about five to $700 worth of damage to the drum kit, and I spent about six hours in the hospital. Oh, wow.
0: Jesus. And the, the, the crazy thing about that video is your band didn't know what had happened, so yeah. they were just still playing. Oh, and yeah. I bet
3: everybody in the audience is like, wow, what cool special effects
0: they have in this <laughs> show. This is like when the End uh, Justice for All set came down. Yeah. This is great. you yeah. are doing it.
2: And and it literally it, it, there's video from behind. There's the actual video from front, but the video from behind is my my drum tech pulled the the tarp off of me, and he's like, "Keep playing."
0: What? <laughs> and and it was
2: like my head was on the snare drum, and I was I wasn't passed out. But I could hear, but couldn't communicate Right, anything. right, right. And thankfully, there was a nurse in the crowd. She came up. They grabbed my neck and was making sure
1: that I was stable. Wasn't it an actual nurse? It was someone dressed up for the Molly <laughs> croupe band
2: to <laughs> be there later. A
0: little Dr. <laughs> Dr. action. And, yeah, I'm a tribute nurse.
2: <laughs> I bled like Gene Simmons. I, I, His yes. blood oh. was everywhere. Wow. And, and yeah, thankfully. And they, Lars,
1: he's going to say, that's bullshit. I never
2: did that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fucking home.
1: <laughs>
2: So, yeah, it was, it was fun. Um, I missed one show, and then I played three or four shows in a row with Staples in my head and <laughs> lots of Jameson and, yeah. and lots oh, yeah. of cannabis. And Nice. Yeah, it was good stuff.
0: Yeah. So what, So uh, when we have comics on the show, we sometimes talk about the issues that we have with promoters being yes. m- maybe not above board. What do you run into mainly with uh, promoters in you know, your line of work?
2: the biggest I mean thankfully we have a manager and she is absolutely from heaven Um, she was in a tribute band she was an all girl ACDC tribute band nice so she knows all of the red flags when a promoter is not going to do what they're going to do whether it's they're using the wrong logo whether they're not signing the contract oh well let's just do a handshake no because we've had Mm -hmm. times where right you know a guy doesn't want to pay us or he doesn't want to pay us before the show or he wants to pay us half now and half 10 months from now yeah there's a lot of logistics. So she cuts through all of the bull crap and says, look, here's what it is. Here's what they want. If if you can't give us this, we're moving on.
0: Have you ever had to just flat out uh, refuse to play when you're already there?
2: We've actually come two minutes away of a sold out crowd. And she's like, if you don't pay them, they're walking away. Okay. And Where it got to at? the point. I There was a place in Hollywood.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fair it enough.
2: Remain nameless. A Rather big place. that's no longer there. Um that, yeah, it Yeah, I wouldn't
0: want to drag them through the woods. <laughs> yeah,
2: that, that, well, we still play some of their other locations, but oh, yeah, okay. it was... Uh... It was a thing where literally she stood there and she goes, "My boys are not going on stage until you pay them."
0: See that? That's balls. Comics don't have. Yeah. Like seriously, everyone in this room has known for a fact they're about to get, get screwed. They're like, Do "You want half of the money I promised you?" And you go, "All oh, right. Fine. yeah. It's
3: like now I'm gonna put on a smile and walk in front of fifty people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th-
0: that happened to me in Arizona. The guy said, uh, "I was like, this is only uh, three hundred bucks." We said, uh, "No, I'm sorry." I said, "This is only one hundred fifty bucks." We said three hundred. The guy's like. Do you want it or not? I went, yes. <laughs> I walked on stage.
2: <laughs> yeah. Thankfully we normally get half in front and half before we walk on stage. So yeah. we at least Oh that's a good way to do it. And that's and, and if anything, it at least binds them to like, okay, this, this shit's real. Yeah. yeah. You know, especially with as much travel as we do, booking airfares, booking hotels, booking cars.
0: And, the, and people are putting you up and 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 uh, and playing for airfare and the whole thing. Uh, a
2: lot of places, yes. Yeah. Most of the times when we fly out, they'll pay for airfare, they'll pay for the car, they'll pay for hotel. Okay. Um, and then usually food at the show and that kind of stuff. I mean, it's it's usually – we don't try and outprice ourselves. There's a lot of tribute bands now that think they're worth $10,000 a show. Yeah. Which is just uh, – hey, if you can get it, <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. We're not at that point where we want to outprice ourselves. There's yeah. a lot of competition around. Metallica is a very famous band. They're still very relevant. You know, relevant. Mm-hmm. They're selling out arenas. They're you selling gotta out sell stadiums.
3: A, you got to sell a lot of tickets to get not only the ten thousand you got to pay the band, but then also make a profit on top that's of that. Right. Like that's that's a large number right there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: you know, and we've played in front of ten thousand people. We've played in front of five thousand people. We've played in Mexico in a chicken fighting ring. There's been many, many. <laughs> who <the> shit. won? <laughs> beat the shit out of those chickens. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can neither confirm nor deny anything. Um, <laughs> Low kicks. That's how you beat chickens. <laughs> <laughs> Low kicks. Inside leg kicks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's just one of those things. You got to really cover your bases. And, and we try to with newer tribute bands give them the guidance to go. Look, we've already fallen all through the pitfalls of of the bullshit of promoters and booking agencies and getting screwed over for flights and yeah. you know that kind of stuff. Here's what to look for. Even to the fact of you know our, our manager will will even show people contracts and be like, here's a generic contract. Start using this, even if it's a local show.
0: Yeah. yeah. Now you um, you weren't originally in the band when they started. How did they how did they uh, come to find you?
2: I poisoned the other drummer. <laughs> offered <laughs> him a beer. I him <laughs> already opened. No. Um, I was originally in an Ozzy Osbourne tribute. Um, okay. there, this is a 15th anniversary of Damage Inc. I've been in the band eight years. Okay. Um, I was in an Ozzy tribute. We used to always go around the same circles and stuff.
0: That's another um, thing that I found out being in a tribute band. There's like a circuit and a scene of tribute band. Yeah. I would have never thought that.
2: Yeah, there there is. So, you know, I would I would see these guys playing around. And it just so happened that the guitar player that's in the band now, Chris, he was also in an Aussie tribute at the same time, and okay. we were competing against each other. So he actually, when he joined Damage Inc., he came and saw my Aussie band, and we started talking for like three hours, and they happened to be playing the same place we were playing a week later. Yeah. I said, well, shit, why don't you come on stage? Why don't you jam out with us? Have two, uh, two Aussie guitar players. Completely killed it. At the same time, we promoted their band. Yeah, Then we became friends and stuff like that. We started a cover band together, and the next thing you know, I, I tried to kill the first drummer and (laughs) And dropped a banner on his head yeah Uh, yeah and
0: all you guys were able to quit your day jobs to do damage ink right fucking
2: bullshit we all work day jobs oh you
1: do okay
2: (laughs) we are all with your
0: travel schedule i would have thought no way
2: that's why we don't have vacations okay
0: all right so you use all your vacate time to do yeah
2: literally all of us work 40 50 hour week jobs
1: that's why those other bands are doing ten thousand a show like listen yeah i quit my job i need this
2: (laughs) yeah and we do about 50 to, to 60 shows a year okay um all over the US, Mexico, Canada. We've had offers for Bolivia, El Salvador, all over. But you've been on the
0: show the road
2: eight weeks now, right? Yeah, this is a short stretch. When okay. we started the year, we did sixteen weeks straight. So
0: how are you able? I mean, even with vacation days, I mean, your, your average va- uh, job gives you like two weeks of vacation a year. Right. How are you able to go on these eight-week stretches?
2: A lot of times, there we work okay. Monday through Friday. Ferris either...
1: Bueller's office with like a dummy. <laughs> so boss opens the door, the dummy <laughs> <laughs> leans over.
3: Ironically, it's Lars. <laughs> <laughs> I guess yes,
2: I, I call Lars. Hey, Lars, can you go work my job for a few hours? I got to go do your job. I'm doing yours. Yeah. It's yeah. only fair. <laughs> no, we, what, what we do is we either leave Friday night... If it's a Vegas show, we'll leave Friday night to drive up there and play a show Saturday. Or we'll leave Saturday morning. We've got a show next week in uh, Arizona. We're going to leave at 6 o'clock in the morning
1: Ugh.
0: to get
2: there to sound check, to play the show, to spend the night in the hotel room, and get up at 8 o'clock in the morning to drive home. Do you
0: remember we did Arizona same day? We drove up that oh, eight-hour yeah. drive. Yeah. And, and like by the time the show came around, we're like, I am not into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that definitely. was the worst. And
2: it's rough. You'll drive 16,
3: 17 hours for a two-hour show. Now, sometimes when you get like that Bolivia offer, do you get the hint in the background that what they're trying to do is be like, we're going to tell everybody it's Metallica? (laughs) It's Bolivia? Nobody has access to the internet? They won't know?
2: It's it's weird. We were going to do a show in El Salvador, um, and the El Salvador Metallica fan club caught hold of that. We were just even in discussions, but Metallica hadn't played there for 10 years. Really? So now it was... El Salvador and and all of these countries around El Salvador were like, holy crap. Then they started seeing videos of us online and we're so like that's okay. the
0: moneymaker. Places that yeah. fucking Metallica yeah. will not go for
3: any reason. Yeah. We're the we're top in
0: Uganda and Nigeria.
2: <laughs>
3: we're like <laughs>
0: Hello Egypt.
2: <laughs> Dude, at this point it's it's weird. Uh, India, uh, Turkey. Yeah. Um, you get some weird offers and we're like Cleveland yeah. for some reason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going yeah. there. No, no, no. I'll go to Afghanistan before Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, I, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, it's weird. We'll just get weird offers, and, and we have to look at it logistically taking time off of work, you know, being away from the family. There's a lot of stuff, you know, even backline, backline drums. Are we going to have. Good equipment. You yeah, know.
1: So there's um, there's famous stories of bands that get sick of their own songs. Like, we've been playing this for twenty years. Do you guys get sick of certain songs that you have to play? Or uh, yes, <laughs> okay, yes, <All> of
2: them? <laughs> uh, most no. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I mean there are some songs, but but our, our lead singer Chris, he's really good about rotating. We rotate about forty five to fifty songs, and he keeps track of you know like tonight we're going to play House of Blues Anah- or San Diego. Um, So what he does is he looks back at the last three times we played there and goes, okay, let's play songs that are different. Got it. Um, Just to keep it not only fresh for the fans, but also fresh for us.
0: And I've been Uh, asking you guys to play Astronomy for like three years, and you won't (laughs) do it. What gives – um, I don't even know what album that's off of. It's off Goddamn Garage <laughs> Inc. <laughs>
2: oh well, yeah. Uh, c- keep holding your breath. Ah. Do, you guys,
1: uh, do you guys do turn the page, or is that like one we, cover no. too far? <laughs> we
2: actually do turn the page. Okay, we do whiskey in the jar. We do about nine. Stars also off damaging of Garage Inc. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <of, of, laughs> yes, we do. Die, die, my darling. We do. So what? Hack. <laughs> um, Blitzkrieg. Bread fan. Now, nice.
3: now, do you try and mimic the actual equipment? Like, do you play the same kit that Lars plays, or Fuck do you? Fuck no. <laughs> So w- what do you play, and what does he play?
2: Uh, I, he plays Tama drums, okay. which are great drums. Sure. Um, but I, if, if you're never into ever, that sort of thing. I've never been a Tama <laughs> guy. Um, I've been, for 29 years, I've been with Yamaha drums. Okay. So you have a
0: sponsorship, right?
2: I have an endorsement at Yamaha, yeah. Oh, and, awesome. and then he uses Zildjian cymbals, which uh-huh. um, I've never been a Zildjian guy. 30 years with Sabian. Okay. So uh-huh. I've got, so, so th- those are... Right, do you have similar kit setups? Um, no, because he changes his kit a lot. Yeah. So he went from a huge four tom to a smaller two tom. Uh-huh. His symbols are all over the place. So what I try to do is take his first album, second album, his different generations and go, how can I still create the sounds, but with my kind of style?
3: Yeah.
2: Um, so I've got, like he had roto toms in the first album. So now I have two octobons, which I don't really use that much. Um, he uses really huge floor toms right. where I now have two a Two of them or drum, one? He uses two of them. Um, So I run the four toms, but there are two on the hi-hat side, two in front, and then two floor toms. And I kind of change configurations depending on the stage, depending on travel, setup, that kind of stuff. Like tonight will be kind of more of the B-Rig. I don't have all the bells and whistles. Um,
0: You're just like, I'm too lazy. I'm fuck just you, San time. Diego. <laughs>
2: yeah. I was like, I was like I, well, it's just a lot of time constraints. Loading in, sound check. I'm also yeah. backlining for the other bands, um, a Social D band and a Pantera band tonight. So Ooh, nice. I want to make sure that, that I don't overwhelm them they still are able to play my kit make sure the
0: guy in the pantera band accidentally says something racist into the mic and then later apologizes <laughs> that would just for the authenticity of it
2: you know it probably might happen i
1: don't know <laughs> there's a song on um, justice for all i forget which one that like i guess he can't play live cuz it's Dyer's eve yeah 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 we're playing it tonight nice oh, really? but no
2: Take one knows no, no. wait wait you're not posting this until no, tomorrow
1: okay good yeah we're
2: playing it tonight yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I
0: thought it was Injustice for All, the title track, because it was too long. No, uh,
2: it's Dyer's... Uh, it's Dyer's Eve. Dyer's Eve. Why, it's, why won't he play it? The drum's too fast. It's, oh. it's, it's 220 beats per minute. Wow. Oh, oh wow. wow. It's it's Yeah, it's a workout. Okay. But, but, I mean, we do the entire Injustice for All album. In do, you
0: ha- e- do you have to, like, uh, does that factor into where it goes in the set list? You're oh, like, hell yes. You're, <laughs> like, you're like, put it at the end, because after I do that, I'm fucking
2: spent. <laughs> <laughs> no, usually I say put it in the middle, because if you put it in the beginning, I'm not warmed up enough. Okay. And it'll kill me. And if you put at the end, we've already played a two hours two hours show, and they're like, and we did a show in Atlanta. It was 120 degrees on stage, and he wanted to end the show with battery, whiplash, damage, ink, fight fire with fire. Basically, all the fast double bass songs, back to back to back to back. And I about passed out. Oh wow! And he turned around afterwards, and he's like, I am so sorry. And I was like,
3: uh huh. Yeah. It's
1: like, yeah, that's funny. Is there a rivalry between you said? That uh, you, were, you had a friend in an Aussie band when you were in an Aussie band. Is there like a rivalry between similar bands or you guys like friends with each other? And... It's, it's, We try
2: and keep it for the love of the music. So there's a lot of Metallica bands that we're totally friends with. To us, it's not a competition. It's a celebration.
0: Okay, that's a good. So, look so
2: when I got hit on my stuff, head, a
0: comic would never say. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yes. so, it's
0: not a
3: competition. I'm better than that asshole.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's behind closed doors. Yeah. Um, but no, when I actually got hurt, one of the other Metallica drummers that we're friends with actually stepped in and played a show for me. Nice. On that's cool. no notice, no. And he actually had a show that night. So, he played for us and then drove and played his own show. Oh, really see. I
3: imagine him doing it like a machine gunner in Vietnam. Like he goes down, and before they can drag his body away, he sprints up from the stage <laughs> mid-song and starts going. No, yeah. he re-
1: he tanked it on purpose. Then he wrote a blog about, "Wow, Damage Inc is really bad." <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's totally weird. Like you know, we
2: were we actually did a show with them, so we did two Metallica bands. They pick songs, we pick different songs, and at the very end, we all jam together playing completely different songs. Um, There are bands out there, uh, especially bands that start out now, that feel like they have to put down the other bands to make them look better. And all it really does is A, it makes you look bad with all of the other bands, so they won't even want to play with you. And B, it looks like crap on social media because now the promoters look at you and go, you guys are freaking dicks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and now we don't want to promote you. Right. Um, our motto is be nice to everybody, let our performance, let our professionalism do the talking and get us in the venue. We'll show you what we can do. And if you like it, great. If you don't, Oh, drop a beam on my head. yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking get fake Lars.
0: <laughs> now I wanted uh, uh, to uh, get into some stuff that's happening in the news right now real quick. Uh, oh, yeah. So this, this airs, uh, uh, the, you're, you're hearing this is going to be after Tuesday of this week, mm-hmm. but uh, we're recording this on Saturday, and uh, breaking news this morning, yeah. uh, Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> offed himself and I'm fine with it. Wow, yeah. <laughs> the only
3: downside is there's a lot of secrets we wish we could get out of yes. that guy that he finally got busted. Because keep in yeah. mind. He got busted a long time ago. Over a decade ago, they basically figured out that he was running a child sex trafficking ring.
0: Which is crazy, because you're already a billionaire. Like, yes. I, I, you'd think that that's the kind of lo- line of work you'd get into if you have no money and want to make some. He right. wasn't even trying to hide it. He called this plane the Lolita Express. Yeah, and I he was would... having underage girls bang
3: rich guys on it. Like, it was so on the nose but that I, if you were writing uh, a movie, you'd be like, no, nah, that's too on the nose. You gotta, you gotta yeah, yeah, be yeah. a little bit more subtle. He would never I, that. I
1: haven't done much research Did in this, but I had heard recently that he was like a paper billionaire, like he wasn't really that well off.
3: Uh, he certainly had a lot of money. Okay, I mean, he was, was a big time investor and, and interesting dude in a lot of ways, and clearly, like, it's great at Scrabble, if not just a, obviously, if not just a narcissist, certainly, like, possibly sociopath and everything else. And by the way, those guys always kill themselves, they always do because it's like oh, there's no benefit, there's no upside to my life anymore? Boom, I'm out of here. Like, right. there's no emotional attachment to anybody. There's no downside but to you killing yourself. you
2: pay somebody to do it for you? Yeah. <laughs> You're that rich. You could have called me, I'd have done it. He's in,
3: he's in jail, I can't get to him. But, like, they busted him in, like, 2008, and this guy was so well-connected and so hooked up that he basically either paid off or had dirt on the then-Florida attorney general to basically say... Yeah, we'll just write this one off. They gave him, like, probation for massive child sex trafficking. Yeah, and And then that guy later was appointed by the Trump Department to an inside cabinet position. So the guy who let him off is now, like, a major cabinet official in the Trump White House.
0: let's also think this, too. uh, So not only does he not need the money, he's he's running a child sex trafficking ring anyway. Oh, no,
3: it's not for money. He's doing this for this child sex trafficking. He's doing it for the love of the game.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's that. And also, I was thinking about this. So fucking... uh, uh, him and Trump are old as shit. Yes. And I was thinking about this. Like, if I look at an, an 18 or 19 year old girl, she looks like a child. Yes. To me, totally. Right? Yeah. So, the, so the, you totally. If you're into young looking girls, you can still do that le- le- like legally. Totally. Yeah. But they're like, no. It's important for me that she definitely be 17. Yes. Like, like, even though I, if you put a 17 year old and a 19 year old next to each other in a room, yes. I couldn't tell you which is which. Right. Like, no, I want the one where I'm breaking a law. <laughs> and let me add to <laughs> that. Ryan what I want.
3: (laughs) If you look at pictures from like back in their day, like back when, back in the 60s and 70s when uh, Trump and Epstein were growing up, look at like, eh, Look at a 25-year-old woman back then. She looks 40, right? Yeah. Like yes. the Time did not age them well back then.
0: They should be looking at our 25-year-olds and being like, what, is she 12? I don't know. Yeah. Right. Well, it's, uh, back then, you could smoke indoors. You, yeah. just, you were just constantly surrounded in a cloud of nicotine yeah. and despair. Yeah. <laughs> Oppression just We weighing. thought cocaine yeah. was good for us. You know, it
3: was yeah. a different time. It's, it's fucking crazy. There's definitely dirt on a lot of people in that guy's
1: closet. Yeah. Like
3: now, Clinton, Trump. It's not even a partisan issue. It's like no, both sides of the aisle. Yeah. They Fucking, have some you know, dirt. what
1: the the British monarchy.
3: Yes, like everybody is wrapped up in that, and I think that's why he offed himself. I think it was essentially a dude
0: that hunts people for sport for yeah. sure. <laughs> but now, <laughs> did he gonna, really
3: off himself, or did
0: he get hit in jail? Right, that is a, see, a very,
3: that's going around. yes. And, I, I think he offed himself. One because uh, of narcissistic personality. That's kind of what those people do. They when once the jig is up, they have no attachment to life, and they just they just off themselves. That, that's that goes with that psychology. Number two, I think there was a little bit. Of that whole, that Godfather talk, you know, when uh, the one guy who narked on the family, they go visit him in prison and they're like, hey, you know, sometimes when you do something bad. Uh, you don't get forgiven, and then the guy goes, yeah, but then, you know, back in ancient Roman times, you were allowed to drink some wine and slit your wrists, and then, you know, you died, but you knew your family would be taken care of. Are you
0: suggesting a Roman centurion visited him in prison? Uh, No. Is that
3: another episode of Sopranos? (laughs) No, that was uh, Godfather. And so, like, and and the guy offs himself so he can't be used to testify because he realized he fucked over the family and he wants his own immediate family to not be punished by it.
0: Yeah, there's that. And also, like, rich guys off themselves when they find out they've lost most of their money, yeah. You know, for, forget jail. Yeah. When, when they find out they have to live my life, they're like, "Oh, I'm out." Well, yeah. so never mind. Like, uh, like I'd probably off myself going from just my humble house to a prison cell for oh, yeah. life. Yeah. Like, you know, like never mind jet setting in mansions to a prison cell. Who totally. oh, wouldn't kill himself? Yeah, a
3: horrible things were going to happen to him in jail for sure because of who he is. Then on top of that, you know, there's a lot of people who need him to not testify, right. and that's important to him. And, and then he was. You know, he had that personality type. But if you look into it, that guy was just batshit crazy. So not only was he a crazy, crazy rich, not rich in the way we think of rich, like that guy down the street with the big house and the nice car. The guy had fucking compounds throughout the world. He yeah. had a giant compound in New Mexico. He had an, his own Jeez. island. He had like all that kind of private jets moving around, giving away his intentions with <laughs> name Lolita. Uh, he had all that shit. He, at one point, wanted to stock his private ranch in New Mexico with 20 to 30 women at a time who he would impregnate and then would have his kids so that he could kind of better the human oh, race with his own genetics. he was a guy, yeah, too. Yeah.
1: yeah, I just oh, read about that.
0: weird.
3: Wow. Yeah, and so he used to throw these up scale parties with really really impregnating party kind of but it was not yeah. only not only did it do the things with politicians he did it with really high-end scientists from like harvard and mit in fact one of the so guys Bobby's
1: actually a fan yeah that's right
3: <laughs> one of the guys he had serviced on his lolita jet was a famous mit scientist and so like he would do this and one of the ideas is he would invite all these young scientists and give them money to get their research going but the other thought was he was doing this as kind of a a scouting mission to find young, intelligent women with which he could breed and then put in his Jesus. New Mexico ranch. shot thought about this way too
2: yeah. long. Dude, yeah. when yeah. you got there, that much money,
3: you've got a lot of time to gotta think. There's got to be
2: paperwork. There's got to be files. Yeah. There's got to be something to. That, to well, yeah, the, way the, the too thing organized. Too, yeah. uh, the,
1: the thing to the debate, did he kill himself, was he killed... But the bigger picture is like, how the fuck did it even happen? He yeah. was on suicide watch.
3: Well, that's not as weird as people think. Like, people kill themselves on suicide watch all the time. That is that is not that crazy.
0: Uh, I to, can do it. Uh, yeah, yeah,
3: totally. You can totally do it. I can totally do it. It's not, totally do it. It's, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> you self-rear naked choke? <laughs> just like that. But what is kind of nuts I just is, hold my breath. Like, you know, like you said, what are the documents out there? Like, what are we going to find when we raid that New Mexico ranch? What are we going to find when we raid his airplane and his... You know Manhattan
1: apartment.
0: And stuff. I all right. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I have a feeling that some of those are going to accidentally catch fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah There's
1: going to be stuff that's never going to make it to the light of totally, day. 100%. Totally. Government
3: seized. Yeah, they go yeah. away. But but this does lead a lot of credence to what is being said by a lot of the people who are like, "Hey, he not only sex trafficked me when I was 16, he did so to all these important people on his plane." Yeah. Crazy. Wow.
0: Also in the uh, news, this kind of split the room a little bit. Oh, yeah. Is uh, uh, Neil (laughs) deGrasse Tyson uh, put out a tweet right after the uh – this rash shootings. of shootings. Yeah. was not there three? No, no. It was it was three in the span of two days. Whatever it was, yeah. way too many. Totally. Remember when? Do you remember when they just like they happened like once a year, and you're like, yeah. oh my god, like you know? Remember Columbine? We were talking about it for ten years. Right. Like, Jesus, can you believe someone brought remember a gun? Remember when to people school? used to just beat the shit out of each other yeah. in the parking lot after school?
3: <laughs> right. Yeah. so... so- that's the uh, problem. We stop bullying and you get <laughs> shooters.
1: Here's yeah. how old I am. I graduated in 90. We had like a senior all-night party where all the, yeah. we hung out at the school. all the shit. Yeah. They had a bunch of stuff for us to do. One of them was a handwriting analysis person just for fun. Oh, here, write a little sentence. I'll tell you about your personality. So for fun, my sentence was, I'm going to go get a gun and shoot everybody here. <laughs> this was 90 where that was so far out of the realm of possibility that the chick reading it didn't even – she didn't even give it a second thought. She's like, Oh, oh. yeah. You, your loops are big and you dot your eyes, at school, blah, 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 whatever.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this is how crazy it I, I was. It was after uh, Columbine. I, Columbine happened when I think I was like in the ninth or tenth grade or something, eighth or ninth grade. Uh, it was after Columbine when I was still in high school. For a school project, we all dressed like gunmen in trench coats with fake MP5s and ran around the school. Like,. In prep, we went to our lockers and got our stuff on to go do our presentation, and like four or five teachers what? saw us and were like, Boys, don't run in the hallway.
0: What, what kind of, <laughs> to be fair, was the the sank, know, is that wasn't school
1: saying that was Bobby's idea. Yeah. Put it together. What, what, what project <laughs> I had a doing? lot of
3: elaborate school projects. <laughs> I, Damien Mercado hit me with a car three times for a school project
0: <laughs> <What, laughs> once. No, no, no. You don't get off the hook. What, the, what project I also set have?
3: myself on fire for a school project once.
0: <laughs> 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 That's fine, but. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dressing up like a freaking, you know, guy you know,
0: with an mp yeah, fire. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Setting
3: yourself on fire is perfectly fine. It was it was part of a world cultures thing, and we were pretending to be terrorists. <laughs> it was
0: back when you wow. could do that. Simpler Crazy. times. <laughs> um, so anyway, the tweet that he put out was, well, uh, we've lost 43 people in two days. To well, t- hold on, to Dave.
3: Why don't you read the tweet? Yeah, yeah, I don't have it. Why would I have it? Okay, here. I'll read the tweet. In the past 48 hours, the USA horrifically lost 34 people to mass shootings. On average, across any 48 hours, we also lose 500 to medical errors, 300 to the flu, 250 to suicide, 200 to car accidents, 40 to homicide via handgun. Often, our emotions respond more to spectacle than to data. Now, first off, I want to say one thing. okay? Because Dave put this up and said, you know, uh, I believe, Dave, I think your exact quote was, if you're sharing this tweet as somehow being proof that mass shootings are somehow being overblown or sensationalized. Keep in mind, you're also agreeing that mass shooting deaths have an acceptable level. First of all, I disagree with that. But I want to say before They're we... They're perfectly acceptable! <laughs> 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 to a degree, right? We need some... Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of bad kids. the hurdle little. Yeah, yeah, the on. guy that did in a mock school
0: shooting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, they did. those teachers got in the way. Those <laughs> would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you pesky teachers. First of all, I already told Dave this before, this, before the show started. I'm going to go ahead and say this. I do still adamantly support my position. Dave, I could have been nicer in what I said. So, in terms of our online discussion, I apologize that I was not more kind to you. Bobby, I respect
1: you less now for backing down. <laughs> Fair our discussion was fine. Fair enough. Uh, also, uh, point of order: uh, our, our listeners will know John Groobs. Yeah, uh, I don't apologize. It, fuck Groobs. Groobs was on my side on this. Yeah, so I just want to say.
3: Yeah, it's not necessarily a vote of confidence.
0: <laughs> I'm sure wow. Idi Amin yelling that, hey, Mussolini <laughs> was on my side, didn't help him out. Yeah. <laughs> Group single-handedly took a guy who gave a woman a compliment and then turned him into a rapist. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but Dave, so let's talk about this. Why do you think that that insinuates an acceptable level?
1: Basically, the way the tweet, the tweet reads on the surface is like, Hey, don't freak out about gun shootings, mass shootings. All this other stuff is way worse.
3: Um, and and I see why you feel that way. But let me clarify some things for you that I think might
1: change your mind.
0: Oh, he's going to clarify some things yeah, for he's, us. He's going to read Ooh. into it. Uh-oh. No, no, no. I'm Here gonna...
3: comes
1: the mansplaining. He's uh, going to infer some things.
3: No, I'm going to literally read parts of the tweet. <laughs> right, I need glitter and cake now. <laughs> so, so he already acknowledges from the start that we've horrifically lost 34 people to mass shootings. He then moves on, and in one of those those things that he quotes, he talks about deaths via handgun, which, by the way, are part of mass shootings. Right, I, that was weird to me, too. So, okay, so here, okay, here, okay. here is yeah. here is why this is an important distinction. He is a public science educator. His job is to make sure that the public is in, was informed on actual facts as to what's going on. And his job is to make sure that whether it's freaking out over things, or going into legislation- No, his job is to find us a new planet to live on, because we're fucking this (laughs) one up. That's right. We are all supposed to be informed about it reasonably. And that's a really important job. And it's really important for people like that to do that when emotions get heavy. Because we can start swaying by emotions and suddenly go, hey, we need to do this or we need to do that. But if those don't actually lead to the, the solution to the problem, it's people like him who are supposed to say the unpopular true things. That is his job. Now, here is why I think that this is important. Guns are a huge problem. He is part of the movement to get the CDC to start tracking gun deaths epidemiologically, which they're not allowed to do right now. He is clearly not a pro-NRA guy. But what he is is somebody who needs to bring that to the forefront. In the same way, and I brought this up on the the discussion, in one month, a couple years back, we, we lost two Malaysian Airlines flights. One was downed by Russian separatists. One was killed by a suicidal pilot. Killed... Literally many hundreds of people. And oh, meeting- for real?
0: You, you had a, a bunch of passengers, and you're all going with me? Oh, yeah. That's
3: happened more, really? it's happened multiple yeah. times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. But this one just happened to be, there was a French guy who did it in Europe. This one just happened to be like a month. Bonjour! And it was happened to be on Malaysian Airlines. <laughs> like, two Malaysian Airlines planes both went down, and that one was huge. That was a gigantic plane. I think I had like 400 people on it. So two of these planes went down really quickly, and then all of a sudden the public... Got very scared, and they were like, "What are we gonna do? Commercial airline traffic? We're this is too dangerous. Now I'm terrified." Southwest Airlines. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and and what and what Neil and Bill Nye and Karissa Santa Maria? What everybody basically said was, "Hey, look." We understand it's a tragedy. That sucks. We don't want to, uh, you know, hurt the families of anybody who was involved in that. But here are your statistical likelihoods of dying in a plane crash. Even now, even with these involved, when we have this discussion, we need to include this. Now, what we're not saying is, no, we don't need to make sure pilots aren't suicidal and we shouldn't stop Russian separatists from shooting down the plane. He's not saying that. What he's saying is, hey, public... While this is something we should talk about and keep in the dialogue, you can't take this as somehow an immediate threat to your your safety. And that is the same situation he is doing here. He's not saying we don't need gun legislation. He's advocated for gun legislation numerous times. What he is saying is when you do this, here are the facts you need to have this discussion. And if you're going to do something like gun legislation, a big part of it, like, it needs to be handgun laws. And that's something we don't talk about. Like, the left, sometimes we don't look at what the actual issues are, just like the right doesn't. And if you just make laws against assault rifles, I think you would kill, you would stop the murder of, like, it's like 11 to 1,200 people a year. Totally need to do that. I think assault rifles should be banned for anybody who doesn't have the, the proper qualifications. Oh,
1: bring your ass so, to the
2: fucking parking lot. Right.
1: No, I, I get it. Now, that, that what you said is way more than 140 characters, so we had to condense it to— yes hey, we lost a bunch of people, but these things are way worse. Stop being so emotional.
0: So, so it's that's... More, it's like yeah, perspective.
2: Just, you're, what you're saying is you're putting the deaths in perspective yes,
3: compared but, to other types it, of
2: deaths. Bobby, Bobby's
0: still wrong. <laughs> Do you think, though, that doing it right then is a little bit tone deaf? So like,
3: I thought so at, for, when I first read it. And so here is something else that I think should be brought into this, when we, especially when we talk about issues that have emotional response. Yeah. We have an immediate re- emotional response to stuff that's often governed by our background politics and ideas and all this stuff. So I saw that and immediately went, ooh. But then I thought about it for a while and I was like... Wait a second, I wouldn't have criticized that Malaysian Airlines tweet that he had a, a, about the, the likelihood of that, because yes, it is true, there's probably somebody from a family member from one of those Malaysian Airlines planes who's like, hey man, that sucks, my family member died. But he is his job is to inform the general public about the facts surrounding their safety and the reality of science. In that sense, while I would hope that that didn't hurt the feelings of any family members who were involved in that shooting, it is his public duty to tell the rest of us We might need legislation, we might need this stuff, but you should not worry about sending your kid to school. Mm. That's his
0: job. Well, I would have liked to see, I, I think he did. What I would like to see is, in post of different statistics, the car fatalities before we instituted laws about seatbelts and airbags Great. Yes. versus what they are now. It was way more than 200. <laughs> oh, to, I
1: mean, totally. It, it's, it that was, would be
0: a nice little we, fact to get out there. he got to get a shit together. Uh, and when they instituted, like, hey, you, you need to put seatbelts and airbags in all cars, they were like, they're
1: coming for
3: our cars. They want to come into our <laughs> They're going to take our cars away. But this is something that I, I kind of criticize the left for a lot of times is we look at something and we have an immediate emotional response. We're like, assault rifles, you gotta get rid of them. Again, agree with that, but if you want to talk about the gun problem in the United States, we have a massive gun problem. We have something like 37,000 people die of guns every single year, which is like the number one outside of fucking Somalia, right? So, we are we have essentially third world country gun deaths, and they're almost all handguns. A lot of them are suicides, but all most of the murders are handguns. That's a big deal, because when you talk about gun reform, we shouldn't just say we can't have automatic weapons. That's not gonna save a lot of people. But saying we need to put different restrictions on handguns and who gets to get Guns and carry handguns that would save a lot of people's lives right. but handguns are easier to conceal yes yeah. that's why yeah they're easier to change the clips out yes yeah you you can, cheaper you, to buy ammo cheaper to buy ammo
2: <laughs> i mean there's so many things uh, for me as a military guy handgun was my preference because i'm like man i can just concealed weapon yes yeah and boom 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 I can carry nine, ten 10 clips yes. and I don't even it's, it doesn't even show on my body Yeah, yeah if you yeah. carry an assault rifle yes. someone's gonna see now you get into the black trench coat issues and you get into the
3: and that's what happened at Walmart recently the guy right. went into the thing with an assault rifle but people noticed like hey he's carrying an assault rifle and they jumped <laughs> on him they stopped him from killing anybody yeah. right if he would have gone in just like you said you could have been loaded up to bear like uh, Willem Dafoe in uh, Boondock Saints Yeah, and and like had all the or I guess it was the guy who was fighting but uh, you could have had all those guns on you and uh, you you would never be and not only that but you can just drop the gun you don't even have to reload you just right. drop that pistol and then you pull out one. the other one but
1: here's the thing about the NG, NDG tweet though uh-huh. is um, instead of him saying like hey it's not that bad you bunch of pussies stop freaking out I don't think he said that but uh, <laughs> I
0: think well, think about like that. he implied
3: it <laughs> yes.
1: think about how many people die in car accidents yes, yes. now think about if in three days a Ford Focus in different cities blew up and killed like 40 people yes of course it'd be like Jesus Christ, there's a problem with Ford Focus. We have to fucking look at this.
3: Yes, but what if it turns out that when you look at those data, that was a highly publicized explosion, but there were ten times more of Chevy Silverados. That is important information we should all know, and that's what he's saying. Yes,
1: the... the, He never once mentioned a Chevy Silverado. No, but he mentioned
3: handguns, and that's (laughs) what he's saying is, yes, this is bad, but let's keep in mind, most of the deaths come from these other things. So if you want to do gun legislation or whatever else, do that. P.S., I think another thing that also gets lost, and I actually don't think this was his point,
1: but I think that this is also important, is I like how you- this entire diatribe is all what Bobby thinks. No, I, and he I just was putting out everyone what everyone else is going to read. It. I, I think this, and I think he meant this, and I think this. No, I'm and just, you should all know that.
3: I'm just saying right now. <laughs> no, I told you what he did mean. Now I'm saying what I think is also a, a bigger point, which is. All the people who are like, man, we need to save kids' lives. One of the things he points out in there, get a fucking flu shot. If you get a flu shot, you are literally going to save people's lives down the line because of herd immunity, and all
1: those people are either kids or old people. So Yeah, like, but you're not saving the strong ones, and that's what we be should fair, be doing.
0: To be fair, we have a president where every third tweet, we all have to sit around and think about what he meant by that. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> what was he trying that's to say? That's right. right. one's late at night. <laughs>
1: I feel like we've lost a bunch of listeners after that little uh, sojourn. <laughs> all right. right, so
0: let's do. Let's, uh, let's move on to, uh, to, to, to happier topics. Uh, 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 Bobby... You have an update on a little vigilante justice from last week. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hit the music. So, to uh, to catch everyone up, Tone, uh, specifically you, last week, uh, Bobby told us a little story that uh, over on his parents' block, there was an overzealous uh, a county inspector mm-hmm. who was trying to write frivolous fines and superfluous fucking... And uh, this is where the
2: AR-15s come
0: <laughs> in. <laughs> no, sir. This is where informed dialogue comes in. <laughs> and so, Bobby, uh, being an annoying little twat, <laughs> walked out and made this neighborhood guy... neighborhood hero? <laughs> yes. Made this guy so agitated that he accidentally hit Bobby with his car door when he was trying to get away from him at which, wow. point, at which point Bobby fell on the floor and went oh my arm no he, he, but he basically said you hit me I'm calling the cops and got all those fines erased which oh, were wow.
1: bullshit fines yeah. In yeah, in yes the first they were place. bullshit
3: and they were to a family who lived next door to my parents who at the time had had the worst week of their life they had had two of their cars wrecked while they were gone by a drunk driver they just put in a new driveway which the county was trying to find them for and the CHP dragged the new cars up on the driveway, destroying the brand new driveway they just uh. put in. Uh, so so just,
0: Bobby, Bobby's not the kind of guy that typically just goes around going, you hit me. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, this this was a guy that was abusing his position. Yeah, so he, Bobby used a, a little loophole, which is technically that was an assault with a motor vehicle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: and and I basically said, okay, so you're not finding him, my neighbor, and uh, you're also not going to steal his equipment. They were calling a truck over from this, the county to come because they're like, you don't have permits. We're taking all your, your construction equipment. Wow. So they were going to do all this stuff, and I basically got him to stop. And I even said, listen, because the whole reason he was out, There is to say you now have to rip up part of your driveway and put in a concrete, whatever, and blah 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 blah. And I would say
1: concrete, which the city had not been maintaining, by the way,
3: for 30 years. Yeah, it's just been destroyed, and you have to put that back. And so, uh, he had he had told me, We can't do that exemption, we can't nobody's ever done it before, we can't do it. I I was over (laughs) there yesterday picking up my son, and I saw the guy out back, and I was like, Hey, Mike, how's that going with that thing? And he goes, They're sending the paperwork over on that exemption right now. (laughs) 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 And I I talked to him a little bit. He showed me an email chain. And apparently... The neighbor had called up his boss, and I had told the guy, I'm not calling your boss. I'm not telling him about your whole freak out in the middle of the street or anything like that. I'm leaving it alone. Just, you know, don't find him. My neighbor did not feel that way. He called the guy's boss. and was like the guy flipped out in the middle of the street, hit my neighbor with the car. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Magically, all of a sudden, the exemption that has never happened before, quote, unquote, in the county of San Diego is taking place as we speak so that he can keep the driveway the way it is vigilante justice has prevailed and the right thing has happened and the county is not taking that man's driveway away I am so goddamn
0: proud so yes. all you
2: gotta do is get hit by a car and shit yes. happens in the city yep, yep, yep.
0: Yeah. if he won't do it just dive on his hood yeah. and go oh my arm my like you in Russia <laughs> yeah <laughs> isn't that a thing in Russia yeah 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 and in China to, too I've yeah. seen they that. have to have Dash cameras games, yeah because so many people just jump on cars yeah. just uh, that's so yeah. bizarre to me
1: dude I've seen one I think it was going around for I was super fan of in China, a car is backing away, and a woman is running yes, towards it. Dives yeah. on the hood.
0: I swear to God, you're gonna hit me.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh man, it was so uh, it was so vindicating. <laughs> and apparently, my wife went the day after I did. She went back to the house to go uh, pick up my son again, and she's like, "This time, three neighbors came over because
1: they thought I was you.
3: <laughs> they came over, <laughs> like wanted to shake my hand. <laughs> they wanted me to wow. tell you
1: that they declared prima nocta for you. Yeah." <laughs>
3: You're officially king of the block, dude.
1: Exactly. <laughs> like
3: I said last week. It's like there's a bunch of like elderly and middle aged people out in Bonita right now who are just like, "That kid is our hero. We want him to come back and yell at more county inspectors. They're <laughs> gonna do a, a block parade. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just gonna have him on his shoulders like vigilante justice. Vigilante justice. Oh, I've, <laughs> I've seen most of the time, vigilante justice just ends with me th- breaking somebody's window or something. And this, just, it felt so goddamn good. I can't believe it. Oh, oh, one great. for the good guys. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Or for Bobby in this case. <laughs> uh, that's true.
3: Speaking of interesting updates, Ryan, yeah. uh, I was out in the woods uh, the other week. I was doing uh, the, digging up bodies. Doing the end of my field school. <laughs> Burying bodies. So we did the a whole field day of work, and then we actually camped out overnight, and then did a whole another field day of work. So I was literally out of communication for like 48 hours. I come back and I'm driving down the mountain, suddenly getting service, and all of a sudden my cell phone starts blowing up. With updates from something I thought we squashed already, which was this horribly dumb, inflatable house boxing idea that's so fucking stupid. Honestly, it sounds kind of fun. It's so goddamn dumb. And I don't know why I left town for 48 hours. <laughs> I had sorted this out beforehand. It's a dumb idea. Somebody's going to get a retinal scratch or a blown ACL or something. I'll be fine. I sorted this out. I sorted <laughs> this, out. <laughs> I this out, and then I'm coming back down the hill and figure out that it's back on. What the fuck happened? Well, did Mikey Gordon put a plate of cocaine in front of you? How did this go down? Yes, but uh,
0: <laughs> the, the the thing was, my pride was challenged, and I had no fucking option. No, it just sounds like fun, Bobby. No one's going to be hurt. Tone, what's going to happen? I'm going to fight another comedian in a, in a bounce house with big inflatable gloves for money.
3: Now so, let me let me explain this. W- w- why? Yes. Thank you.
2: Thank or, you. Wait, 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 wait. Money for you or money Great. for a chair? No, for me. Fuck charity. Fuck
1: you exactly. Why would you fight for money for <laughs> charity?
3: Let me explain to you why this is such a dumb idea. Number one, those big giant inflatable gloves have have wooden dowels on the inside yes. that you hold on to, so they're essentially batons.
0: Hey, that you can I, offered, I think Ryan's counting on that. I offered to, to to do this in a ring with sixteen ounce gloves. Yes, nobody wanted to fight me that way. Damien said he would take that. So this is this is
3: all Mikey's one. So. Uh, th- that was well, my. You have m- to have that sanctioned. No, you don't. I explained to Mikey, you do smokers. Every time I was at a gym that wasn't a sanctioned fight, you had a smoker. It's fine. They're, they're totally legal in the state of California. You file the right paperwork, they're, they're not considered official. I counts. don't think Mikey knows how to file any <laughs> I told paperwork. him I'd file it for him. I was like, stop doing this bullshit. Here's why
1: it's We've never so. got an exemption for comedians fighting before, <laughs> it's never been done. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm outside the Dude. National California Boxing <laughs> Association guy's car
3: uh, just uh, waiting for
0: him to open. Uh, See, you can't do the same tactic. Mikey doesn't have a car, so what are you going to pretend to get hit with? (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. So as I
3: explained to him, I I used to uh, be an amateur boxer, and they would, in college... And why aren't you fighting? Because I'm smart enough not to do this shit. Bobby, me and you. Okay, fine, fair enough. Oh, there's There's the undercard. But we'll do an actual (laughs) ring. Um, But the first, there was a fraternity when I went to college who, who did this type of thing, and the first year they did it, they did an inflatable thing with the big boxing gloves. And they're like, train our guys. I was like, all right. By the way, first of all, training for that means nothing at all because there's no actual skill involved. I know second of (laughs) all second of all the thing that was even worse is we had four people have to go to the hospital that night Because they were doing an inflatable ring with inflatable boxing gloves. And those things aren't meant to to be thrown by a grown-ass man. And so the glove deforms to your face. We had one guy get a scratched retina for life. He will never not have a scratched retina because he smashed the plastic into the other guy's face. Other guy's got a broken wrist. Another guy, everybody ends up getting punched in the face because you let go of those dowels eventually. Well, then just say no face punches. And that's if you don't blow your ACL out because you're trying to wrestle with the dude on a bouncy castle floor.
0: No one could take my wrestling. (laughs) uh, What I think is number one, Damien said it best. Fun adrenaline rushes like this in your 30s and beyond just don't happen a lot, man. Just do
3: a regular boxing ring with 16-ounce gloves. It's the safest thing to do. I've it's more done fun. That.
0: It's better to watch. It's going to last 45 seconds, and they're both going to gas out Ugh. and look for beers. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. See, th- th- the thing is, this is like hang gliding or cliff diving. It's try not to get hurt. <laughs> That's where the adrenaline is.
3: No, it's like hang gliding. If somebody's like, you know what would make hang gliding safer is, uh, let's take out the hang glider and put styrofoam on there, because styrofoam's safe, right? Now jump off the fucking cliff. That
1: that's fun. Can we do that?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm in. Okay. I mean, how much are you gonna pay me?
3: <laughs> so you gotta
2: you gotta rent the the, the, the bouncy house. No, he yes. already has that.
3: No, he's got he's got to buy it. No, the promoter already has
0: it. He he already owns one. He showed
3: a th- link and he said, "What do you guys think about me buying this for an event?" Oh,
0: all right. Well, yeah, then that's not him. Not Ryan's issue. Yeah, yeah, that's not that's. Really- he already
3: has. He by the way, he already has an actual boxing rink. Like he has that, and we had we could get sixteen ounce gloves and do it much easier. By the way, you ever see inside a bouncy house? No. You can't see inside. There's huge inflatable columns, so it's going to suck for spectators. Here. I tried yes. d-
0: I tried to say, let's do a regular boxing ring. Let's do 60-ounce gloves. He wouldn't do it. He's like, All right, no, we're doing it this way. you still in it. I'm like, damn, whatever. Uh, listen, bottom line, Bobby hates yeah. fun.
3: Yeah, totally. You hate fun. I'm, I'm going to watch one of you blow your ACL out, and then I'm going to sit there and go,
0: eh, eh. Well, that sucks for Damien. So,
3: <laughs> Sweep the leg,
2: Daniel. So
0: it's September 11th. I'm going to be fucking fighting another comic and a bouncy castle. It's going to be the worst Woo! tragedy to happen on that date. On ESPN <laughs> Latina 8.
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the Ocho.
0: Dude, the, the, there, there's a fucking ESPN 8 I saw at the gym. Yeah. It's crazy. They, they play cornhole and yeah. shit. Can you imagine meeting a, like a professional cornhole player and being like, Oh, you've wasted your life. Or you
1: found a great loophole in yeah. how to succeed.
0: That's his
3: 9-to-5. When he says he has to go do a 9-to-5.
1: I'm a professional cornhole player.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you almost said cornhole. I can
1: <laughs> feel, feel it coming out of your mouth. Ryan, I just had a great idea. Just to avoid any possibility, like you're talking about like uh, having to sanction the fight whatever, Float the bouncy house out on the ocean.
0: <laughs> yes, oh, <laughs> oh, the international yeah, waters. Yeah. And then let's chum have it circle yeah. with <laughs> Oh, ah, yeah. Oh, I like we're talking, man. <laughs> That's worthy of the Ocho. Yes.
2: <laughs> There's a spectator sport. Yeah. There we go. All
0: right, before we get out of your tone, any upcoming Damage shows that people can check out?
2: Yeah. Uh, next Saturday, this coming Saturday, Multi Center, Maricopa, Arizona. The week after, we're doing two shows at Casino, Arizona. Two different set lists, so that's going to be fun. Have and fun
3: in Arizona this time of year.
2: Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> I do. I literally do. I work out in the desert. Yeah. It's scary, man. are yeah. yeah. playing in a bouncy house. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I get the gloves. But it's got AC, so it's okay. And then our big They're show. They're going
0: to fight a Megadeth tribute band. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yes.
2: Oh that, oh, that would be good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to work on that one. My game. Um, August 31st, we're actually playing House of Blues Anaheim. Nice. I'm doing double duty. I'm actually playing with my Godsmack tribute. And then doing Damage
1: Because wow. I'm just that fucking stupid. I'm actually uh, mostly shocked that a Godsmack tribute band exists. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's fun.
2: It <laughs> doesn't pay for shit, but it's fun. <laughs> it's one of those bucket list things. You yeah. do it just because you want to. Yeah. And then in September, we're actually doing a show, like you say, heat in Indio, California. Oh, Fantasy yeah. nice.
3: Springs Casino wow. Outdoors.
0: Oh. oh, God. Nighttime, yeah. though, right? <laughs>
3: Yes, nighttime.
0: Which they need to still change
3: be- the name of that place to be more accurate as Indio, Nevada. Like That's yeah. what they should really call it. <laughs> yeah.
2: But the one thing I can actually announce is September 22nd in Escondido, it's on a Sunday, we are actually going to play at Stone Brewery. Oh, nice. Wow, right on. Stone and Metallica have a beer called Inner Night. Oh. We are actually doing a Metallica Day there. And we're gonna play and they're gonna have the Internight Beer and they're that gonna, is gonna nice. awesome. Metallica and all that I've had
0: of that. that. That's actually a really good beer. It's like a lager.
2: Yeah, so yeah. it's actually gonna be st- sanctioned by Stone. It's by Stone. Metallica's already given their approval. I mean, it's been a, a logistical nightmare, but yeah, that's gonna be a really cool show. Oh
0: nice. man, that's awesome. So so check that out. That's the 22nd at Stonebury. 22nd at Stonebury. All right, check that out. Tone, thank you so much for coming on the show, buddy. You
2: guys are awesome, but I'm still taking uh, his side. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, I'm Ryan for Dave and Bobby and Tone of Damaging saying see you next week, cruising with the twos. <laughs> Fuck charity. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, time Oh, that time passing by. Oh, motherfucking time is passing by.